What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and or TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by Josh Primo. What's up, bitches? And we are back. Dude, it's been... Dude, when was the last time we fucking recorded? Was that like a month ago? Yeah, well, some of us take vacations for a long time. I, I wish I knew what that felt like. <laughs> uh, that's like the only thing I take long with. Am I all right? Eh? Eh? No? Ah, uh, oh, fuck. Whatever, man. Can, that's what can, I know, man. Can, can't throw me a bone every once in a while, can you? No. Well, we are back, continuing our view series of season three of The Sopranos. We have already reviewed the first six episodes. This week, we are reviewing episodes seven, eight, and nine. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. To talk about, I'm ready to talk about these episodes. I mean, this look, dude, if we're being honest, this is definitely the worst out of the three seasons so far. Just saying. How fucked is it that I watched three, four, uh, four, five, and six? Because I thought that's the ones we were doing. Did you really re- rewatch the other three episodes? I thought they were familiar. <laughs> Are you serious? No, nah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I was like, bro, this sucks. <laughs> I'm not reviewing those oh. fucking three episodes again. <laughs> Awkward. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and dive into these episodes. Um, I, I, Me personally, I am... I mean, I still love this. This, I mean, the series is one of my all-time favorites, if not my favorite TV show of all time. So, I mean, even on a bad season, this is still a great season overall. But I'm ready to dive into these. So let's go ahead and fucking do that. Uh, but before we do, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Support us at any of those tiers and get access to our Discord and uh, all of our other exclusive podcasts as well. So. Patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. So let's go ahead and fucking jump into this episode number seven called Second Opinion. Uncle Junior survives surgery to remove his stomach cancer. The ongoing borrowing of money from Tony by Pussy's wife, well, widow, though unbeknownst to her, begins to run Tony's patron. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Carmela considers making a large donation to Columbia University. Carmela receives some startling advice from a recommended colleague of Dr. Melfi, and Tony begins con- becomes concerned with the quality of Junior's cancer treatment. So what did you think of Second Opinion, sir? Uh, you know, I think uh, it wasn't bad. It, it's not the best episode we've watched. Uh, this episode really has brought me to a point where I don't really like Paulie Walnuts anymore. I used to kind of like that guy, and now I'm analyzing him more, and I'm like, this dude is such a bitch. Really? Yeah, you don't... uh, That's what I get from it now. I'm like, this dude's a bitch, man. He is a little bitch, but I love that fucking character so much. I fucking love it. Like, they not to spoil anything in the future, but they do kind of jump into that character a little bit more as the, uh, the series progresses. And I think that that definitely helps him. But yeah. And the, to start off this episode, he is a little bitch. Yes. And I, I find Tony 
to be a little more humorous in this episode. You know, his, I don't know how you would put it, but it's more intense usually with him. Mm-hmm. It seems like it was more lighthearted with him while he was taking care of business. Uh, and then, uh, I, I, you know, I, we get the yeah. we get the uh, hypocritical Carmilla as usual. You oh, know, right. where she she's like, "Oh, this is blood money," and then she's like, "Bitch, I want fifty thousand dollars." <laughs> right. <laughs> and they just continue to highlight that personality of Carmilla, and I I think it's really hitting this season. I'm, I'm, you know, honestly, I can't say anything because it's just going to be future spoilers. But I'm curious how this character transitions into the second portion of her character arc as the series progresses. Now that we kind of follow along a little bit more closely. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I try to say that as vague as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it did come out like 20 years ago, so. Yeah, sure. fuck them if they can't take a joke. What? So, uh, I love this episode. I love this. Really? One. Out of the three, this is the highest scored one out of the three that I watched or that we watched this week. Um, I thought it gave a lot of Junior, and which I'm surprised that you didn't like it as much as you did, considering there's a lot of Junior in the episode. Now, granted, he doesn't get a uh, a lot of quirky lines or whatnot, but we do get the probably the best line in the entire episode. And that is uh, Tony's a cunt hair from turning uh, from owning New Jersey, and I'm that cunt hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, that was my favorite line too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then he's doing the blender, and you just you know it's happening, man. Like you can see it from a mile away, and it's just like he's he's gonna he's gonna leave the blender uncovered, and he fucking does, and it's still fucking funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why that makes me laugh. That one and when he got his hand stuck in the drain. For some odd reason, those two home accidents just I find hilarious. Relax. Relax. (laughs) (laughs) You're flexing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Oh shit. Those those are two like really great moments. Yeah. Um, as far as um, some of the other things that I like in the episode, I, I, we do get some t- uh, Tony, but we also get like a lot of Carmilla and uh, with Dr. Melfi and then with uh, whoever that other psychiatrist is. I, I don't know. And I, I just love that little visit with these second psychiatrists. Uh, dude's blunt to the point, and he's like, you need to fucking leave him. She goes, well, I need to do this. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. You need to leave him like now. And then I'm not taking your shit because it's blood money. And I'm like, God damn. I don't think she's ever had anybody talk to her like that before. And I think she was kind of startled by it, honestly. Not only because, well, she's never been spoken to like that before, but she's also being spoken to like that from a like a doctor. So she's just like throw the fuck off, right? And I, I love that entire entire scene. It, it goes it goes to show in this whole so far what we've seen. She always acts like she's all higher than mighty. But then when you go to be like, oh, just fuck it, leave, man. Uh, get away from the money. Well, 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 well I mean. Let's well, not be well, hasty. 
<laughs> Let's not get crazy here. <laughs> Let's not jump to the extreme. <laughs> With all the scenarios. <laughs> all the scenarios. <laughs> I did want to point out one thing to you on this episode that I never noticed until this. Uh, I watched it this time. So when Carmela is going to see Melfi, right? She's in the office. Mm-hmm. She's looking at the statue, and it it shoots from the statue to Carmela. You know, yeah. What I, you, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know you were asking me. I thought you were going to finish. Yeah, yeah. I know that that is the same sequence shot that was used when Tony visited Melfi the first time in season one. Yep. Mirror, mirror image. I call it too. I don't think you fucking did, but oh, I fucking <laughs> you're so fucking disappointed. <laughs> I, I thought I had something fucking clever over here. <laughs> this bitch comes out the door with my fucking line, and then he, he's like, "Eh, I knew it." <laughs> <laughs> but also back to the uh, your original point of Polly being a little bitch. Um, I do enjoy the hazing of Chris in this episode. You know, he pops off on Polly, and Polly just retaliates with, "Take your clothes off." I think you're wearing a wire. And he's just like, dude, that's you're a little bit of a dick for doing that. But also kind of funny that you're making him do it. And he had he can't do anything about it, you know? Yeah, you know, I was fine with that one, but when he progressed to sniffing her panties, but I was like, why the fuck would you be sniffing the clean panties? <laughs> I mean, if you were gonna sniff panties, wouldn't you be sniffing the ones that were on her, not the fucking ones that come out the dryer? I mean, I'm not gonna pretend like I, I I know how that whole scenario works, but I uh, yeah I, I I would assume. <laughs> I mean, just for the record, I don't go around sniffing dirty panties. What the fuck ever, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> this guy's over oh, here. Like, you can't fucking sniff the clean panties. You gotta sniff the ones that have been on for twelve hours. <laughs> well, why the hell would you sniff ones that come out naughty fresh? <laughs> naughty fresh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, sidebar story. That reminds me when Maddie was younger and I was telling her to pick up her pennies out of the floor. I said, you don't even know if that's clean or dirty. She she said, why don't you smell them? I was like, yeah, not happening. <laughs> Let me tell you one of the things that I'm not going to do in my life. <laughs> yeah. We'll just say they're dirty and we'll wash them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, other than that, uh, I'm. what about that? If I have to see one more fucking episode with the bass fish in there, the talking one, do you remember that <laughs> when we were going up? Oh man, I do. That was, it was, it was fucking huge. Why, thank you. <laughs> you almost put my eye out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, they were huge back in the early 2000s, but Jesus Christ, this would be the second time we've seen that in the series so far. And then you have you have uh, all the, the the gang sitting there fucking listening to it, and they're just laughing their ass off. And I'm like, I don't know if I laughed that hard when I when I originally first saw this way back when. But, you know, hey, that was fucking 20 years ago, so what do I know? Yeah, how did you... I really enjoyed the scene on the golf course between uh, Dr. Kennedy, Tony, and Furio. Yes, it was a good scene. It Back was, it was. He, in the water he's like, water. you got a bee on your hat. <laughs> <laughs> How did it go? Uh, one time. 
Uh, <laughs> one, one of my favorite. Game. <laughs> my, my one of mine was uh towards the end. Tony walks outside to Carmela. She's on the phone with uh, <laughs> she's on the phone with uh, the psychiatrist. Is that is that what it was? And uh, yeah. she fucking hangs up real quick. He's like, "Hey, this has uh, this has a lot of pulp in it. What was it? Extra pulp or some shit?" And she fucking <laughs> threw the phone at him. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> that's too much pulp in it. That's what you fucking asked for." I wanted some pulp. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a more accurate description of of, of the scene. That, that was great. Yeah, you fucked that one up. <laughs> and then uh, what's uh, his name? AJ pulp come... in it. That's apple juice. <laughs> AJ comes home and he's like, "Why is the phone on the ground?" <laughs> yeah, how was your nation's capital? Uh, it was good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I ended up giving this episode a nine out of ten. Uh, I was like at eight and a half. So not not too far off. I, I think it just gives you a little bit of all the different characters in this episode, which I really enjoyed. Uh, the main the main thing was we get some more development of Carmella. And honestly, it's kind of the the biggest fracture of their marriage up to this point, because now she's starting to realize that people are pe- people are starting to tell her to fucking leave and shit. Um, so I thought that was a huge turning point for for their marriage for those both of those characters. So now it it seems like everything's on the downhill slope in terms of their marriage. And I just love how this this episode kind of highlighted just how alone Carmela is. I mean, Tony's always gone, the kids are always gone, and she's kind of fucking picking up on that, you know? And she's I mean, is she dealing with some depression? I'm sure she is. But I think this episode, more so than all the other episodes, really highlighted just how alone she is uh, at this particular moment in her life. So, nine out of ten for me, sir. Oh, and uh, one other one other great part was Junior bringing Bobby to the uh, to, to the doctor, and what was the, <laughs> when can he eat? <laughs> Asking one stupid fucking question. <laughs> it's about my yeah. diet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was fucking funny, too. <laughs> and then he's like, fine, Tony, you can come with me and ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. Moving on to episode number eight, He is Risen. Though Ralph feels that he is owed an apology, Tony instead bans him from Bada Bing. Meadow begins a serious relationship with Jackie Jr. Tony considers buying a new car. After another major disrespect, Tony disinvites Ralph and Rosalie April to their Thanksgiving dinner. What about this one, sir? Well, this one was all right. Uh, it ranks up good because this is one of the first real episodes we see a lot of Johnny Sack in it. And that has to be one of my top five favorite characters. Uh, I like Johnny I like, uh, Sack a lot. And I mean, we get to see some of Ralphie, but to me, their quarrel kind of is starting to drag a little too far. I don't know if I dis- I don't know if I agree with that. I think the issue is, uh, I don't know about you, but I have been comparing Ralphie to uh, shit to uh, what's his name, um, Richie Richie April. And I mean, to be fair, I don't think anybody is going to match up to Richie April in any 
in any way. So it's kind of unfair to do that. But I have been waiting for the fucking juicy little tidbits that we always got throughout season two with with Richie. Um, I, I do think that we get a lot of a lot of the Ralphie and Tony feud in this episode. And to me, that was the best part of the episode was continuing that feud. So I, I'm going to have to disagree with you, sir. But I did hate to see Gigi go. I, I like Gigi as a character. I don't know why. I understand why he they killed him off because that was the only way to progress this story, I believe. While taking a With, shit, man. What a way to go out. No doubt, man. It's, this fucking turkey's like speckling my bowels. <laughs> hey, to be fair, if that if you if you could go out in any way, would it would it be taking a shit? Would it be asleep? It'd be asleep. It'd be asleep. But I don't want to die on the the what do you call it the padu pishadu <laughs> pishadu. Yeah, I don't want to go out on the pishadu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, someone walks in. Oh my god, what is that smell? Is it the body or is it the shit? No, no. Yeah, I'm saying sleep, man. Sleep would be the way to go. I mean, I think that'd be the anticlimactic way of going about it. If you if you want to go out and guns a blazing, no pun intended, I think fucking taking a shit and dying that way is the way to go out. Well, might as well fucking jerk off and tie a rope around your neck so you can do auto asphyxiation. God damn, what kind of shit are you into? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I've heard. I've never... I mean, I'm not going to kink shame. I'm not going to kink shame, sir, but, but goddamn. <laughs> I'd be over there doing that with a fucking lampshade on my head. <laughs> <laughs> How did he die? I don't know, man. He had some weird <laughs> shit around his neck and <laughs> fucking like no beads in his mouth. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> Was this your uh, where you can? We were up to the point I just walked in this room. Fuck that. <laughs> I didn't know that guy. <laughs> Dead to me. <laughs> but, you know, with the whole Ralphie and, and Tony shit going on, um, you know, Syl wants Tony to make nice, but Tony has way too much pride to do that. And I love how the mob is all about stabbing each other in the back. But goddamn, they follow the rules when it suits them. Because, you know, they're all like, he's like, fuck that guy. And they're like, well, I mean, he is a made man, Tone. <laughs> you you got to fucking apologize to him. And it's like, all right. But if it was any other situation, if it was involving y'all, y'all would be fucking bitching up a storm, you know? And I, I love how the mob just contradicts themselves <laughs> in every single episode. That's one of my favorite parts of, of the series, honestly. Oh, and it's really going to show later on in the series, especially with Johnny Sack. Because, you know, his big thing is we need to uh, squash this because there's millions of dollars at stake with the Esplanade deal. And, you know, we'll, we'll see that the uh, how it changes when something's not in his favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, they're all, they're all about themselves. But when it's not about them, it's all, well, let's follow the rules now. Let's all sing Kumbaya. I think Tony only put Ralphie in there because he was a big earner. I don't think he had any other choice, honestly. And he wasn't happy about it. It, it was a combination <laughs> of him being a good earner and 
you know, this might just be the way. Just let me just squash this as it is. But then again, who else am I going to put there? You know, so it's kind of like one of those things where his, his hands were kind of tied. Yeah, yeah, because that other guy was, you know, there in that crew you had uh that one guy that just got made. So yeah, there's no way he could have been up for Capo already. No. And then what's 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 his name? Uh, the gay guy, the one that we that was in the uh, Matt Primo. This motherfucker right here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking moving on, motherfucker. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> uh, that was so fifth grade, but I liked it. <laughs> so, one of my favorite parts of the entire episode, it was, it was something very minor, and honestly... I can see why how how other people probably wouldn't see this as one of the best parts of the episode, but it was because I related to it so fucking much. It's when Melfi uh, vents about her patients, how they're how they're like total bitches, basically, and it's like <laughs> I, I fucking relate to this so much. <laughs> yeah, that one, then, that, one, that you know that was a good scene with her. And then another great scene. How about the the scene with Tony and uh, and, and Ralphie when he goes to apologize? The tension in that scene, the the acting was so damn good, and it you you could tell it was great acting because it felt awkward while also feeling tense. And it's like you don't know how that scene's gonna go. And I honestly, I think that's one of the best scenes that in in the show up to this point. One of the best. I'm not saying it's the best, but it is one of the best. I can't argue that, man. That you know that I'd I'd had to put up that with uh, one of the top ones. Uh, you're right. It it felt awkward just from watching it, and you're like, ah, dang, man. Tony's like really like punking this dude out, making him like beg for it. Right. It's it, you kind of feel for Ralphie in that moment a little bit. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but the dude, I think it was a total disrespect to turn down that drink. Even though he wasn't thirsty. <laughs> right. I wasn't fucking thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> so, two more things I want to say about the episode. One, how about when Meadow drives <laughs> Jackie Jr.'s car and fucking runs it off the, I, I don't want to say, well, I, you know what? Since that whole scene was so goddamn dramatic, I'm going to say he, she drove it off a cliff because <laughs> yeah. that's the way he fucking made it seem. <laughs> and he goes, Meadow, you almost died. Bruh, she went down like a little hill. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Oh, huh? yeah. That whole scene, that whole scene was just super dramatic. I'm, I'm not sure that added anything to either of those characters. I'm not sure that, you know, made them connect any more than they already were. <laughs> So I'm I'm kind of skeptical of if that scene was even needed to begin with, but it was so over dramatized that that to me I, I I didn't care for it. And then how about the last little bit? I, I think it's very interesting the end of the episode with the ducks, since it's always been about him losing his family. Uh, to me, with the combination of last the last episode, episode seven where I said this is kind of like the biggest fracture up to this point of Tony and Carm's marriage. Now he is he's banging that one chick, the 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 chick from the car dealership. And I don't know if you noticed, but it ends with ducks flying. And it goes all the way back to season one 
with the whole duck shit. And I, I thought that was a nice little touch to this particular moment. And that just further, it just adds more fuel to the fact that this marriage is on fucking thin ice up to this point. Yeah, I already knew that. You're so fucking bitter, motherfucker. <laughs> so uh, that is that is a good tie-in because that uh, you know I didn't I didn't really notice that, and so the episode before tied it to the first season. This one ties it, so interesting take. Hmm. Imagine that. Mm. I end up giving that episode an eight out of ten. Uh, I'm gonna go with eight out of ten too. You kind of talked me up. Oh, I'll talk you up, all right. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. All right, episode number nine, The Telltale Musadel. Though Tony and Rosalie are delighted, Carmela harbors reservations over the developing relationship between Meadow and Jackie Jr. Tony's latest extramarital relationship heats up. On Carmela's birthday, AJ and his friends vandalize school property, after which he is placed on probation. Uh, Christopher assumes ownership of a nightclub and makes a gift of the establishment to Adriana. What about episode number nine, sir? You know, as I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this is not that great. But after I sit and think about this episode, I find it to be a pretty damn good one. Uh, It's so weird how... Carm and Tony swap places so often in this with uh, Meadow. You know, Tony had a problem with uh, Noah. And Carm was like, nah, just let us see it out. It'll be fine. And now it's flipped in kind of a way. Now she's like, oh my God. Tony's like, what the fuck's the problem with him being Italian? You know? You know, I, I honestly didn't even catch that connection, but yeah, I think I think that's very interesting. The little point you just proved, you the little point you brought to the table. Oh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, look at and that. Then, I give you some. I give you due diligence. And then you get the. Well, I don't lost my day. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck he's saying anymore. You fucked me up when you agreed with me. I was like, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> I never. Oh, okay. <laughs> it shows you how bad they're. Like you were talking uh, right before we finished uh, the last episode about Tony and Carm's relationship and how much on thin ice it is. When she gets a birthday present, she's expecting him that that's only been bought for her because he's found a new Gamal. You think? You know, every 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 time he ever buys her that uh, for coat she had the last episode it was uh furniture before that anytime he gets busted around with that uh russian chick the first couple of seasons she always got nice stuff huh i i honestly didn't even pick up on that and then you continue to spiral with a you continue your spiral with aj that dude has been jacked up and let's see pissed on something he stole the test questions and he got drunk on holy wine and now he's vandalizing pools i mean damn 
All right, we 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 gotta talk about a- <clears throat> we gotta talk about AJ that ho- that whole scene because I loved <laughs> the AJ shit in this episode, and I-, I loved it specifically when Tony was questioning AJ about the uh, pool incident, and AJ's like, uh, Tony's like, "What'd you do that for?" I don't know. We were just screwing around, and Tony pops him upside the head on your mother's birthday. <laughs> i i giggled like a schoolgirl on that (laughs) he did he's done that one other time what was it what was it over uh was Was it it when his mom died he was like they're doing this when my mom was dead or something like that yeah yeah it's something something like that and I, I fucking just love that shit, man. On your mother's birthday, like that fucking matters. <laughs> yeah. And that dude says, I mean, it was after midnight. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really liked the AJ stuff in this episode. Whereas on the opposite end of the spectrum, it, it's she's Meadow is in this weird place because I've never like really just liked her character. I think it's the writing makes you not like her. And at this point, I really just dis- fuck. I-, I fucking dislike her so much. She's such a snotty little brat. And especially in regards to like her getting a new car. But I, I love how she bought her and Carm a spa day. And then specifically mentioned that she used Carm's credit card to buy it. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Here I bought you this, but you paid for it. <laughs> right. It's like, how does that fucking make any sense? Yeah. And then I treated myself to one so we could go together. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I I love how all three of them walk into the house at the exact same time to give her presents. It's like, bro, oh, that's a little convenient, huh? <laughs> Look what's what? What you think about the whole Jackie Jr. transformation? Because you know, we're seeing a big transformation of his character in this this episode. I I thought it was kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Um almost like all of a sudden, honestly. They 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 kind of touched on it in previous episodes with him doing the you know, that little what was it the the heist, the the fun heist or something like that, the the charity fund, uh whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, you know, you get like a little tidbit of that, and then Tony has to talk with him, and he backs off for several episodes, and then, like you said, now he's back into this. Let's sell ecstasy at Chris's club, and you know he's trying to act like he's like a boss or some shit, and you know he has all that pride, and he 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 wants people to think that he is a lot tougher and bigger than he is, but he's in the grand scheme of things, like Chris doesn't even pay any attention to him. No, he thinks he has stroke just because who his father was, even though he's done nothing to gain that respect from them. But he thinks he deserves it. Yeah, so I I agree with you. I think I think it's been a huge huge swing in his character, and I I don't think I ever picked up on it before when I watched the series. Just how sudden that change is. So I'm curious to know how that development of that character continues. Uh into the uh, subsequent episodes. But here's the lack of thought on this guy. So he blames Tony for killing Richie, even though he has no idea, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. 
And then Tony's sitting down with him. If you are going to date my daughter, you're going to do this, 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 and this, and you're not going to be a dickhead. And then he starts being a dickhead. (laughs) Like, bro, you know what? You know what could happen? And he still does it. I love how he's like, yeah, man, I got, I got like an A on my, my lip paper. Uh, talk about Edgar Allan Poe. I, I thought Tony was questioning him about the Edgar. I don't think he believed him on that because he asked a question about the paper or some shit, and he gives this weird look, like he, he thinks he's bullshitting him. But they don't yeah. go any further into that. So I was like, am I? Was I just picking up the wrong vibes here, or was he just like, uh? No, I agree with you on that one. I, I I thought it was too, but then I was like, well, Tony's not smart enough to know about Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it was it was we it was weird. It was weird. The whole sequence. Yeah, I totally agree. I gave it a eight point five. Uh, I ended up giving it an eight, so a little bit a little bit less than you. I, I think this overall season so far has just been so uneven in terms of of quality episodes, or maybe it's been even because and it's just a little bit lower on the totem pole in terms of. Of quality, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I think one and two came out hitting so hard. Shout out <laughs> that I, I think we're just, you know, our expectations have been set a lot higher. <clears throat> and one thing before we close out this episode, the pizza guy getting all offended about his pizza. Would <laughs> it be a crime scene? <laughs> My pizza never hurt no one. No bacteria in here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, this is a custom job. Well, you got the mozzarella. Uh, you got double sausage." I'm like, "That sounds like a pretty common shout out." That's <laughs> <laughs> how convenient. That was the ingredient you remembered, <laughs> right? <laughs> I had nothing. I have nothing for that. <laughs> but yeah, I end up giving this an uh, eight point oh. And uh, next week, we are going to wrap up episodes 10, 11, 12, and 13. So we have four episodes to watch, and we'll close out season three. And then we'll uh, the following week, we'll start watching a couple movies in between seasons three and four. So uh, next week, we got the last four episodes plus our review of season three. Uh, so y'all go ahead and catch up on that, and we will catch y'all next week on another episode. Later. Later.